Hello, everyone. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. We are so glad to have you with us today, once again, to our Abundant Life Family Church online broadcast. I'm Pastor Monty. This is Pastor Don, my lovely Hello. wife. And we are excited to get right into the precious Word of God today once again. We believe it will be a great edification to your life. And uh, praise God, we're living in exciting times. Mm -hmm. The Lord's doing great things. Great things are happening at our church. And uh, praise God, as we've mentioned before, if you don't have a local church family uh, where you go to church in the Portland metro area, we invite you to come out and be a part of what God's doing at Abundant Life Family Church in Tualatin, Oregon. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Wonderful things are happening. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, people are getting healed and answers to prayer. And it's, we're just having such a wonderful, wonderful time in the Lord. Mm -hmm. And uh, these are great days we, we live in. And we got a great testimony to share as believers as we reach into the harvest fields. Yes. So praise God. You can go to our uh, website there at the bottom of the screen, www.alfc.net. And uh, you can get all the latest info on service times and different things happening in the church. And uh, also, too, we want to take this opportunity, and hopefully you've got your Bibles ready, because we're going to get right into them after we pray. But I want to say a, a great big thank you to the church family and friends for your continued faithful support to uh, help us to do what we're doing for the kingdom of God. Amen. We're getting the gospel out in a, in a big way, and uh, we thank you for your prayers and faithful financial support. And we pray the fullness of God's blessing be upon you and your family and uh, praise God. He does want to bless us in every way. Amen. Amen. Glory. So uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. <laughs> Heavenly Father, as we come before you once again today, we thank you for fresh utterance and uh, the simplicity that comes forth from your word as the Holy Spirit is the great teacher. And we thank you, Father God, for helping us to follow him today, as always, and to lift up the name of Jesus and to delve in further to your precious word in what you have for us today. Mm -hmm. We thank you for every need met in every person in their lives as we're watching and sharing and believing together in these last days for the return of Jesus. And we mm -hmm. thank you for that. Amen. 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 Well, if you have your Bibles, and hopefully you do, let's get, delve right into 1 Corinthians, the book of 1 Corinthians. And uh, we're going to go to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1. Now, we have been sharing on charity, which is love and action. And there's a whole scripture passage there in 1 Corinthians 13 that uh, goes uh, deep into the subject as far as charity and what charity is. And again, if you haven't been with us, charity is, is a great word and the, wor the world has uh, taken it, but uh, it originated <laughs> uh, with the things of God. Yes. And charity is love and action, mm -hmm. and particularly the love that we demonstrate towards one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, okay? And we all know that uh, God is love, and God loves people, and uh, why this is so important, and we've, you know, sharing on this for several weeks now in different facets of this, to walking in love and forgiveness and having answers to prayer, how how vital that is, but it's also vital for the demonstration that we give to the world around us because mm -hmm. we're lights in a dark place. Mm -hmm. And right now the, the world is, we all know, uh, the world is love starved mm -hmm. and uh, they need a big dose of heaven through mm -hmm. the saints of God. Yes, And uh, so that's why we're looking at this in greater detail. But in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter one, and, and last week 
we, we looked at some things particularly having to do with the tongue and bridling the tongue from James. And we encourage you, if you missed out on that, go back and, uh, and uh, uh, review that and watch that because that will be a great blessing to you because there's a great big secret in, in how love is demonstrated. And it's really no secret at all because it's spelled out in the word of God how important the tongue is in our love walk, all right? Mm -hmm. yes, so, amen. but in 1 Corinthians, uh, if we start off there in uh, chapter one, now again, uh, just to say this, and we've looked at this and talked about this before, but when Paul wrote this by the help of the Holy Spirit, guided by the Holy Ghost, he didn't write this in chapter and verses. Mm -hmm. So we see this in the whole book of 1 Corinthians as a whole, okay? And he starts off in chapter one, and that'll help us as we delve in further to the message today. And that'll help you in your own personal Bible study to realize that, that just because chapter one ends and chapter two begins, that doesn't mean he's changing the subject or the things that flow and are connected one to the other. Mm -hmm. So that's important in uh, Bible interpretation. Okay. That's right. So in first Corinthians one, though, writing to the church at Corinth, which is apropos for the church in Tualatin or the church in Oregon or wherever you may be at watching this, but he wrote to believers, okay? And as we start in chapter one, let's start here in, uh, in verse three. It says, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And thank the Lord for that, amen? Mm -hmm. For the grace of God and the peace of God. And, and boy, do we need that now. In the days in which we're living in. That's right. And in verse four, he goes on to say, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God, which is given you by Jesus Christ. So Paul was very thankful in his, uh, in his prayers to the Lord, uh, for the grace of God on their lives. Yes. And he goes on in verse five and he says that in everything ye are enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you so that ye come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay? And uh, he goes on, and we're just going to read that little excerpt there. There's other things, and we're just, again, hitting the high spots of some of these things, but you're going to see how this all, uh, with the help of the Lord, dovetails together to what he wrote to the church at Corinth here in this first epistle to them. Mm -hmm. And what he says there is that they came short in no gift. Well, 1 Corinthians, as we've looked at briefly, we looked at 1 Corinthians 13, if you've been with us before, and that's the great charity chapter. But it's sandwiched in between chapter 12 and chapter 14, which uh, most people know delves right into the uh, having knowledge of the gifts of the Spirit mm -hmm. and the manifestation thereof. And he gives the most detailed information of anywhere in the New Testament about their existence and their operation. Mm -hmm. Now, we'll get into that a little bit later, chapter 12 and, and uh, into 13, and how that plays an integral war uh, uh, part, okay? But as we just read there, when he's talking about you come short in no gift, he's talking about the manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit, mm -hmm. okay? And those gifts are still in operation today. Miracles Amen. and signs and wonders, uh, those are all things that are part of, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but part of the harvest equipment that those that have been, been empowered by the Holy Ghost are to flow in, 
as God wills in these last days to reach the lost. Yes. Because it's a manifestation of God's love. And uh, if we had time, we could look into this, but there's nine manifestations, which we'll look at in just a moment and read about in 1 Corinthians 12. Mm -hmm. But uh, far too many in the church world abroad now don't know that they're still in operation today. They don't even know they're, they're in existence, mm -hmm. uh, let alone be in operation. And uh, so that's why we're sharing on that. Not that you may not know about this, but this all dovetails together very beautifully by the Holy Spirit. Yes. But but the point is here in reading what we just read is that the operation of the Holy Spirit through the church of Corinth, those believers were operating in all these nine manifestations. Okay. And he said, you don't come behind in any of them. Amen. And uh, that's a big praise God. Yes. And uh, we still need those today. Yes. And we need to know about their existence and how they operate and the highest way that they operate. Mm -hmm. you know, Glory I, to God. Yes. And you know what I appreciate about Paul so much when he's writing this and other passages here in the word of God that he really wants the best for the people. Yes. You know, he's absolutely. not being selfish saying, hey, this is, I've arrived and you guys can't come to where I'm at. No, he's not. He doesn't take that approach. He takes a, a servant's heart and mm -hmm. he takes really a pastoral approach to, I want the best for you. I want your prayers to work. I want you to be in unity and one accord and I, and I want the Lord to fulfill his purpose and his plan yes. in your life. And so that these, these, you know, these epistles, these letters, um, all these, you know, all these books of the Bible here. And I love the new Testament. They're written for us today. Yes. Yep. And so to you us. can, yes, to us. And you, so you can personalize this and say, you know what? I need to grow. He wants me to grow. God wants me to grow in the things of God. And he wants me to come uh, to the fullness of what he has for me. Amen. And that's what it's all about. The plan yes. of God, because once you get born again, we grow in the things of God and we're discipled to move up higher, that we're mm -hmm. being changed from glory to glory. And this is part of it. How do we have our faith working for us the best way we can? Yes. And checkpoints, evaluations. And so this is really to encourage us. Amen. And I really appreciate, I really appreciate that. You know, he's thankful for us. But I take that and I receive that personally for myself. He's thankful for me. And God wants to see my prayers work and my faith work for me. Amen. The same thing for you today. Amen. And that's why when we're reading through the New Testament, that we can put our name in and personalize it because the Old Testament was written for us mm -hmm. and gave us examples. But the New Testament was written to us. Yes. So that's how we personalize it. And that's how it interacts and is supposed to interact in our life today. Uh, right now when we're living in these last days. So praise God for that. Now, as you see there that they came short and no good gift or good uh, gift there. So these manifestations are to not to be operational in the believer's life. Mm -hmm. We see that in part in Mark 16, where he talked about there, those five different supernatural signs that were going to accompany believers and uh, the first thing he says, you're going to cast out devils. You're going to speak with new tongues. This is out of Mark 16. Most of you are familiar with that. And this was after Jesus arose from the dead. Mm -hmm. And he said, these signs are going to follow them that believe. And he said, you're going to lay hands on the sick. They're going to recover. Amen. So, and, and, and all of those five things, they're integral in going out into the world and preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. That's why this is so important <laughs> on how we display Jesus. Mm-hmm. How we display him. Does, do people, are they 
enriched by our presence? Do they want more of what we've got? Because we've got to show people, specifically the world, that what we have is what they want. That's right. What we have is what they want. That's right. And the world is so love-starved now. So we want to see how that all this flows together by the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. on the basis of the Word of God and is relevant to every single believer today. Amen. Now, if a person doesn't believe in casting out devils, speaking with new tongues, laying hands on the sick, then those signs will not follow them. Then you can rest assured people are not going to uh, have the devil cast out uh, or speak in tongues when they're filled with the Holy well, if Ghost. The people don't, if people don't or, want the gifts of the Spirit, if they don't want them to be flowing through them or operating in them, God's not going to push his will and his, uh, his plan on anybody. Yes. But he wants us to, again, it's one thing to just get born again, but it's one thing to grow in the things of God. And that's where the, the richness, we're yes. supposed to dwell, to let the, the word of God dwell in us richly. But he wants us to dwell in him richly too. And yes. have the fullness of the the Christian, the spirit-filled life that he's that he's willed for us to have. Yeah. And so again, when you read about this, it's like, oh, this is so good. This is so rich. Yeah. And this is for me. This is for you. This is something that God has planned and purposed for us to have. Amen. This is like all the benefits of not just not just having a partnership with God and being adopted into the family of God, but it's to grow in the things of God and have all the benefits of. Amen. A plan for us. Yes. And we need to. And to help others. Yes. And the bottom line in all of this is not just to have a resident blessing mm -hmm. in our house, in yes. our family, yeah. but it's to expand the kingdom of God Amen. and be in partnership in the most yes. significant way with God in these last days yes. to try to reach other people. Mm -hmm. And so what does God want to do? And those, as I mentioned a moment ago, honey, about the Mark 16 testimony yes. of those five supernatural signs working yes. in accompanying the believers because the Bible says the Lord went working with them, mm -hmm. confirming the word with signs following. Well, he confirmed the word that was preached and believed. So Amen. wherever it's preached and believed, it's going to happen today because right. Jesus Christ, That's Hebrews 13, eight is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now with that in mind, now, as we slide over, uh, into chapter three, will we find out a little bit more about the church at Corinth and what kind of church they were? They had all these gifts operating. They were zealous for the things of God, but yet they had a lot of growing to do. Mm -hmm. And all of us, as long as we're here on earth, no matter how long we've served God, we need to be in that humble, teachable place because it'll thwart, thwart the plan of God in being able to use us as much as he wants us to, mm -hmm. uh, because we're not growing as much as we need to. Yes. And we're not moving forward. And we're supposed to reflect the very character and nature of God. Mm -hmm. So here he goes. And in chapter two, Paul talked about how that he was coming to them, not in excellency of speech, but in power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. And that his word was not just in knowledge only, but in power. And it was the very wisdom of God. Yes. Right. And so we encourage you to read chapter two, but for time's sake, and he talked about how the spirit of God had revealed the things of the spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Well, this is all spiritual and things that came by revelation, direct revelation by the Holy Ghost through the apostle Paul, right? So now That's we right. have the same teacher. The Holy Ghost is still here with us to teach us and enlighten us according to the anointed word of God. So then he goes on and he talks about in chapter three and he said, starting in verse one, 
He said, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. I want you to keep in mind the word spiritual there. Mm-hmm. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. For I fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet are now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Now, there's a lot that we could delve into in this passage, but this goes with chapter one, chapter two, all the way through mm-hmm. the entire book of First Corinthians. Now, he, so in chapter one, he tells us about how they came behind in no gift. But yet here, he's bringing some correction for their life, which is good. And it's good for all of us as we have these checkpoints, as you alluded to a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. as far as signposts uh, on our road to maturity and maturing more and more in the things of God. That's right. Because this is the most excellent way. And he gets into that, as we're going to see in chapter 12 here, hopefully today, if not today, next week. But Paul, in this particular, these first four verses, he was telling them, he said, I couldn't talk to you as spiritual people. Mm-hmm. All right. And we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get into what is a spiritual person a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But, he, but, but we know they had all the gifts of the Spirit. In operation. So just having the manifestations of the Spirit operate through us, whether it's prophecy, gifts of healings, tongues and interpretation, whatever, that does not mean we're spiritual people in the sight of God. That just means we're yielded in that particular area and God flowed through us to be a blessing to others and bring edification, right? That's right. So we, we, and, that, and that sometimes is greatly misunderstood when they see people flow in the gifts of the Spirit, yet they see that, boy, their character is not what it should be. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll delve into that a little bit later, but this is good correction as he brings this forth to the church at Corinth. And we want to glean if what we need to, if we need to, some mm-hmm. of these things. Exactly. Because we definitely, as believers, want to be spiritual people. And that spirituality has to be uh, defined by what God says about it, not by what somebody mm-hmm. else says. One thing we've always strived uh, to do as pastors and as mentors is really, you know, um, we, we encourage people that it's a more important to be a balanced Christian. You know, it's, it's the same thing with our car. You know, if the car is perfectly aligned, it's going to have that balance to it. It's not going to pull to the left, pull to the right. It's going to go down the road. It's going to have that efficiency. And God wants us to be efficient you know, mm-hmm. as believers and to have, again, our prayers working for us. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest frustration that a lot of believers can have is they don't know, does God hear them? They don't grow in the things of God to find out how to be led by the Spirit of God. You know, is God hearing my prayers? Am I praying a faith-filled prayer? Mm-hmm. Am I operating in love? Because a lot of times we see the gifts flowing and we think, oh, wow, that person's really spiritual. And they can have a lot of followers, but they, like you were saying, that mm-hmm. they maybe they're not growing in the things of God. Maybe they're not a, a loving person full of compassion. And, and mm-hmm. God works with our personalities too. But I'm talking about people that are rude or curt or maybe unethical. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times people will excuse the excess because they, they, they see the spiritual stuff going on. 
But God mm-hmm. wants us to be well-rounded individuals. He wants us to That's be able exactly to... exactly right. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean the, love, the world will love you more. Uh, the, the Bible even says, be careful if the world loves you. You know, the world didn't receive Jesus in some regards. In some ways, it did receive him. But you don't want everybody mm-hmm. loving you. That's probably a flag right there, you know. Yeah. Um, you can be a lovable person and still people not love you because of what you represent, what you stand for. That's exactly right. So don't right. take yes. that personally. It's happened to us. It's happened to others. And those it happens to every believer. Yes, those that live godly will suffer persecution, the mm-hmm. Bible says. So, it, you know, count it worthy that you're suffering for Jesus in that regard. And um, But again, God wants us to be balanced. Yep. He wants us to be well-rounded. And, and that means having love integrated into how God is flowing through you. In the power of God. Right? Yes. Because Acts 1.8 says, most of you are familiar with this, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Mm-hmm. So th- this power enables us by the supernatural equipping and endowment of the Holy Ghost through the anointing of God to be able to flow in these gifts mm-hmm. and to Amen. do it in the most excellent way when we have charity mixed in there, which is love yes. and action, okay? We'll yes. get to the more of that in just a moment. A little bit of, we're getting a little ahead of where we're going to go, but... But we're going to get there. But 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 how this integrates is important. So he says, I couldn't speak unto you as spiritual. Okay. He said, but as carnal. Now, the word carnal simply means that we're body ruled. We're flesh ruled. We're, we're the appetites of the flesh. They dominate who we are mm-hmm. more than the new nature that we have inside dominates us. Mm-hmm. Because we've been born again. If you're a child of God... You've been made new on the inside. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's right. So because we're, we're a spirit being, we're new on the inside. And God, as we renew our mind to the way God thinks and what he's already given to us through the Lord Jesus in his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, mm-hmm. and who we are now as a new creature in Christ, that has to be worked out. Even yes. as Paul said there in Philippians yes. about working out your own salvation. Mm-hmm. So this is progressive as we Amen. mature more and more. And that gives us all hope because all of us mm-hmm. on our best together day, our flesh, we all have feelings. We get offended. We get hurt by what others do or don't do. That's just part of life in this fallen world. Satan's that's the God right. of this world. Right. But thank God, God's got a higher way. Mm-hmm. And that's why as the salt of the earth, the light of the world, that we're to make a difference. And we're empowered to make a difference. Amen. So when these things more and more come together, you have the, the full balanced mm-hmm. attack, if you will, yes. to reach the world. And that's what that's all about and why we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. So here, back to the, the church at Corinth. So they were babes in Christ. And so what does this tell us? That babes in Christ can, because they've learned how to yield, they can flow in the gifts of the Spirit, but that doesn't make them mature. Mm-hmm. That Very doesn't true. make them mature in the sight of what God says. Now, a lot can, of people may flock. That can be and, deceptive. Exactly. You know, that can be really deceptive, thinking I don't have to improve. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. flowing. Yeah. And, and, and there's a lot of ministers yes. back in the healing revival that was on in America. And that's just one of the flows of the spirit that's been all the way down the last 2000 years. But in the New Testament, uh, since Jesus uh, arose and he's now at the right hand of the father some 2000 years ago, so whenever the Lord's manifested himself through these manifestations of the spirit, mm-hmm. um, it, this anointing or this empowerment 
by the Holy Spirit and the yieldness that people mix with that, because you have to step out in faith and yes. yield, uh, does not excuse excess. And back in the healing revival from 47 to 58 that was on here in America, uh, a lot of the ministers didn't finish their race. They died early. Mm-hmm. And it, and they were some of the most incredible people that were used of God in these revelation gifts, Mm -hmm. the power gifts, the the, uh, vocal gifts of the spirit. As you could break them down into groups in Mm -hmm. first Corinthians chapter 12, there's nine of them. And, uh, but they died early Mm -hmm. because one uh, didn't judge himself on walking in love. Mm-hmm. And he and uh, I remember Dad Hagen talking about how this man being in his meeting saw some of the greatest mm-hmm. outstanding miracles that he had ever saw in all of his ministry. Wow. How that that in one meeting, there was like seven deaf and dumb people that come down and this man prayed for them all. Mm-hmm. Six of them were instantly healed mm-hmm. and delivered. And the other one was delivered like the next day or yeah. so. Totally. Yeah. And he said, I've never seen anything like that. But yet this man died at age 38 mm. because he didn't judge himself that's in how, different that's areas how of life. That's the Lord looks at that. You yeah. Think about that's how important. And that, that weighs really on the, on the. I don't mean to say it weighs heavy on the Lord, but that he doesn't overlook these things yes. in excess. You the know? Lord does not excuse excess. He does not. Perpetually. He, right, right. He gives, he gives time for people to change. And there was different ones that came to this man. To bring yes. correction, but he didn't receive it. Yep. I mean, God, God is so loving and merciful. He wants to warn people to get it right. Mm-hmm. Because you think about it, cost him his life early. Yep. That's how the Lord looks at things. Yeah. And to whom much is given, uh, much is required. And yes. the further you go in the things of God, and this is not to discourage anybody. No. Because we all miss it. I mean, it's like you don't just grow to the place like, oh, you know, I'm this saintly person and I, I'm always right and... I've never missed it, never have to apologize or ask for forgiveness. No, that's, it's, you know, we have flesh. We still mm-hmm. battle with every day. That's normal. So don't feel like you're the odd person out and something's different about you just because, you know, you've missed it because, and, and you flowed in the gifts. And so don't pull away from that. Get hungrier to continue to move higher. Yeah. Right. And uh, we'll get into more of this here as we go. But so he said they weren't able to, to bear things. He said, I fed you with milk, but now, uh, you, you haven't been able to take the meat. In other words, meat is for those that are more mature, just like a little baby when they're born. Uh, the first thing that they have to feed them is milk, right? Because it's easily digestible. You can't give them a big hunk of meat. They'll choke on it. They don't even have teeth at that time, right? So, uh, but, but that's the point here is we, we grow in these things, but now he was telling them, that, uh, you know, right now, the place you're at, yeah, you're, you're operating in all these gifts, but don't overlook real spirituality and what it is, okay? So he goes on there, what is this? He's talking about, particularly about carnality. Verse 3, 1 Corinthians 3. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? And the men he's talking about, he's talking about mere men or unsaved people. Mm-hmm. All right. We expect people that are not saved to uh, operate in jealousy, envy, strife, whatever's best for me type attitude. But that should not happen in the in, in the church of the living God. That should not happen to Christians 
as an ongoing behavior. Okay. And that's why he's bringing correction to them because he loves them and he wants them to move ever higher. All right. Now, so envying and strife and divisions. He said, you're, you're, you're walking in carnality. You're not walking as a spiritual person. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, again, what defines spiritual, true spirituality? The Lord does in his word. Yes. The Lord defines that. All right. Now, uh, so look at that. And this is how we ask ourselves a question here, because you can find out here as he wrote, wrote to the church at Corinth, he talked about examining ourselves. And we're supposed to do that even before we receive communion. Yes. Okay. He talks about that first Corinthians 11. So this all goes together. First Corinthians is such a powerful book, but okay, we, we could say more about that, but let's move on. And he was talking about particularly the division that happened because I'm of this, I'm of that. Mm-hmm. And you find that today. I'm of this minister. I'm of that ministry. I'm of this denomination or that denomination. And Paul said, you know, he said, this is not the right way to go about things. Yes, we all have mentors uh, or we should have mentors in our life, people we received from and passed the baton, so to speak, on to us. Mm-hmm. But we got to remember that we need to be of Jesus. Amen. Jesus is the supreme example of everything that we need to operate in everything we demonstrate, because Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Mm-hmm. And we know the father loves people and Jesus loved That's people. Right. He healed all that came to him. So we, we need to always keep that as the backdrop of our Christian experience, not looking at, well, I'm of this sect, of that sect. And the devil's mm-hmm. always trying to do that to divide people. And we need yes, to remember, yes. we all have to lift up the bloodstained banner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because there's no salvation. There's no way for a person to be saved other than through the blood of Christ that was spilled 2,000 years ago for our salvation. Okay? Amen. So we, we need to always remember that, <laughs> that in our Christian uh, walk and experience. So they were div- divided. Mm-hmm. Paul, Apollos. Who am I? Who do you follow? Who is this? Well, I want to follow and glean from, number one, Jesus by the Holy Ghost. Look at the epistles and look at the gospels, how Jesus behaved. But then Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So follow people in the natural to the degree that they follow Jesus. You know, if if they follow Jesus, you can follow them. Mm -hmm. But if they stop following Jesus, don't follow them. Okay. Some people start off good, but they don't finish good. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful about who you follow. And yes. uh, you can follow the faith of people, but sometimes you can't follow the way they actually live. Okay. And the character they live by. Mm-hmm. You can follow the things they do by faith, but there's there's more to faith than just faith alone. There's faith, hope, and love and, and charity, that is. And uh, the greatest That's of these right. is charity. We'll get yes. into that a little bit later. Uh, but here's the point here is that he said that they were walking in a carnal way, all right? And what you find in carnality is, is boasting. What brought the devil? Let me ask you this question. And I know most of you, you all know the answer already. But what took Lucifer out of heaven? Pride. Mm-hmm. Those five I wills that we read there in uh, uh, Isaiah 4, or excuse me, uh, uh, Ezekiel 28 and Isaiah 14, Isaiah 14, particularly, I will be like the most high. I will ascend. I'm going to exalt myself. 
Well, you see, Lucifer had that particular position in the creation of God. You had God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and then you had yes. Lucifer. Mm -hmm. And it appears from the scriptures that he was over the music. He was over, he was, in, he was called the anointed cherub that covereth. And the word covereth simply means that he had a great jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. But he talked of the angels, a third of them, into following him. And the Bible tells us in Revelation 12 that uh, there was war in heavens. Satan is his angels came against God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Ghost. And they got they got kicked out. Love kicked them out because why? God knew this is con con going to contaminate where I live. Yeah, I can't have this going on. That's right. So now he's been cast out and defeated legally. But he's here on the earth as the God of this world. Second Corinthians four. Mm -hmm. So. When you look at this all together, pride is the instigator of these things. Yes. Pride keeps people from following God, walking with God, maturing in the things of God, and yes. it walking in the most excellent way. You know, who's greater? Who's more? You remember the sons of thunder? You know, Grant, this one can sit on your left and to your right, right? Jesus said, you don't, you don't know what you're asking about, mm -hmm. okay? So it's not... The, the greatest in the kingdom of God is not who gets the most accolades, who has the most money, who has this or that. It's the who's the meek. most like Jesus. Yeah, most meek and humble. Yes. Mm -hmm. who's, 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 who's walking closest to Jesus? Who's yes. obeying him the most? That's what one day we're going to stand before the master. And yes. we want those wonderful words to be heard as we read in the Gospels. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And that's what sets you apart from everybody else too. Yes. You know, to be the, remember John the Baptist, as soon as he saw him, and Jesus called him the greatest forerunner, the greatest, yes. you know, prophet, prophet of Born all times. And so, yep. but as soon as John the Baptist saw Jesus, and a lot of his disciples stopped following him and went to Jesus. Mm -hmm. But he said, as soon as he saw the Lord, he said, he must increase and I must decrease. Yeah. And that's that's the good mentality to have each and every day. Yeah. That keeps us keeps us in our proper place and it yes. keeps the you know the Lord moving in our midst and the Lord can use people that are humbled and meek. Meek doesn't mean you're weak, it means that you're humbled and you can be strong, but mm. there's a respect, there's a there's a contrite spirit that a person can have yeah. towards the things of God and that and I believe it always keeps our ear bent towards heaven so that our ears are always mm -hmm. listening for what the Lord would have us to do. And you need to make a correction here. You could be doing this or I have this for you to do. Mm -hmm. And and not because what pride does, it lifts us up and it goes before, you know, it, it, there's just not good things ahead when a person's operating in. It's deceitful. Yes. And there's full of deception. And I think that's why... Sometimes a person can be so lifted up of themselves and it's not themselves anyway. God was using that person for his yeah. glory. Anytime God uses us, it's to his, to be for yes. the magnification yes. of Jesus, of his resurrection, that he's yes. alive, that he's around, that he knows, he cares, and it's for the glorification yes. of the Father God. And he wants us to boast Never, in yeah, Our boasting needs to be in him. In it's Lord. never about us. Mm -hmm. It's about us being yielded to him to be a, a, a cleaner, more yielded vessel yes. that God 
can use mm-hmm. in these last days. And we so, do, and we do have a testimony, honey, to tell too, as far as what the Lord's done for us, because yeah. the Bible says there in the book of Revelation that that we overcame him, who's him, the devil, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. So there is and an love, anointing not, mm-hmm. and love that not their lives into death. But we love the Lord. We love what he's done for us. We tell others because we love mm-hmm. people. And then the God can flow through us. Yeah. And there's an anointing on your testimony to share with others too. Yes. That's why it's so powerful. That's why the devil wants to ruin our testimony. Yeah. So you might say today that we're looking at here just just continuing to grow in the things of God. Yes. And we can't get into everything we're going to hear in the next couple of weeks. And it's going to be just life-giving mm-hmm. because the scriptures are full of life. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and you don't want to ever pull away from that because by their very nature, the scriptures bring edification, exhortation, and comfort. But they also bring uh, correction where we need it. Mm-hmm. And we need to always be about in humility, judging ourselves, mm-hmm. not in an unrighteous way, but in a godly way. Yes. So that we can move higher yes. because the bottom line is being more like Jesus. Yes. It's not getting God to conform to how we are so we can always stay the way we are. It's us ever changing, going from glory to glory, faith to faith and ever moving higher. Yes. Perhaps you're out there today and you're listening to this and you don't know the Lord Jesus. You do not know him as your personal savior. And we're talking about a Jesus that perhaps you were raised in church. Maybe you're in a backslidden condition. But we can pray for you right now. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've broken God's holy commandments. We all deserve hell. Mm-hmm. But thank God Jesus came and he made the difference and he redeemed us. And legally now we can receive the gift of eternal life because of the blood of Jesus and what it meant for the salvation of mankind. Mm-hmm. But it, it's the free gift. Salvation is a gift. And there's only one way to the Father's house in heaven. And it's through Jesus Christ and his spilled precious blood and us placing our faith in it. When we do that, it changes our lives. We're never just a person going through life, living our own life. No, we fall in love with the master. We thank him. We love him because he forgave us and he forgives us when we need it, when we ask. So if you're out there today, would you pray with us right now? And uh, you can invite Jesus to come in and you can be born again. Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3, you must be born again. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're out there and you don't know for sure if you were to die tonight, that heaven would be your home. The Bible says, and it's good news. If we confess with our mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God's raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. Amen. So we invite you mm-hmm. to accept Jesus today. But it's a it's a commitment. It's a, I am going to do it God's way. I want what God has for me. It's more than fire insurance. It's more than just praying a little prayer. It's coming into a new family because you've been born again inside spiritually. Your sins have been remitted and you're a child of God. And that's the beginning of the rest of your real life that you have yet to live on this earth. And one day when you see the master. So if you want to accept the Lord Jesus, why don't you bow your head wherever you're at? Get on your knees if you can and pray this out of your heart and say this. Say, Heavenly Father, 
Heavenly Father, I come to you. I come to you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And today, and today, I receive. I receive the gift of eternal life. The gift of eternal life. I admit. I admit. I'm a sinner. That I'm a sinner in need. In need of the true grace of God. Of the true grace of God. And your word says. And your word says that if I believe in my heart. That if I believe in my heart and say with my mouth. And say with my mouth. Salvation will come to me. Salvation will come to me. So I today, so I today receive Jesus, receive Jesus and confess him and confess him as my savior, as my savior. I repent, I repent, ask him to forgive me, ask him to forgive me, wash me in his blood, wash me in his blood and forgive me and forgive me of all my sin. Of all my sin. And I believe. And I believe. That he is arose from the dead. That he has arose from the dead. And that he is still living. And that he is still living. And he's living in me now. He's living in me now. I want to thank you, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord. That I receive you. That I receive you. As my personal Savior. As my personal Savior. Thank you. Thank you. For receiving me. For receiving me. And giving me. And giving me. The gift of eternal life. The gift of eternal life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. God. (laughs) If you prayed that prayer, or if you should have prayed that prayer, we have a gift for you. We want to give you some materials to help you in your newfound walk with the Lord. Or perhaps you came back into fellowship with Him. You can see the website address on the bottom of your screen. Please contact us free of charge. We want to give you these things to help you in your new walk with the Lord. Also, too, it's important for you to find a church wherever you may live and uh, be a part of that Mm -hmm. because you need other believers. You need the fellowship. You need a pastor to help you to grow in the things of God. Mm -hmm. The Bible says in Galatians, excuse me, uh, Jeremiah 3.15, that he would give us pastors after his own heart who would feed the sheep with knowledge and understanding. So it's important. And there's all the fivefold ministry gifts you need to be exposed to. So again, if you're in the Portland metro area, come and be a part of what God's doing at Abundant Life Family Church in Tualatin. And if you're another part, uh, another area, contact us and we'll do our best to help you find a fellowship, a local church where you can be a part. Because that's 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 what God's doing in these days. That's right. He's building strong local churches out of which will go the sustained move of God. Amen. So uh, we all have a part and you have a place and you have a calling. You have an assignment. And uh, God's counting on you to be all you can be through him to reach the world around you. Okay. So praise God. We rejoice with you. All right. And uh, we're so glad you were with us today. And uh, as we leave off today, we're going to pick up with the help of the Holy Ghost next time. And, uh, and, And as we're going over these things, receive them as some fresh illumination. Let the Holy Spirit not condemn you, but encourage you that when we all, we've all missed it, ask the Lord Jesus to forgive you. Yes. And uh, keep moving forward. Amen. Faith repents, faith gets up, and faith moves on. Mm-hmm. So even if you've come short in some of these areas, and we do from time to time, all of us, mm-hmm. not walking in love, not, maybe not as quick to forgive people, whatever, uh, don't beat yourself up. Mm-hmm. But allow the Lord to work and the Holy Ghost to encourage you and uh, take you to a new place in Him. So with that in mind, let's have a word of prayer as we close out. Heavenly Father, we do thank you. And we magnify you in the mighty name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Father, we thank you for all of your goodness and all of your mercy. We thank you, Lord, you are the forgiver. You're the empower with your presence and your power in these last days. And Father, I pray for those that have tuned in, 
that, Lord God, all of us could go to a new level, not just in the faith life, but in our love walk and the power, the manifestations of the Spirit in these last days. And Father, we thank you for using us to your glory in the name of Jesus. We glorify you and praise you for that. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Well, we love you and God loves you. And until next time, remember, you are a, a blessed person to be a blessing to the world around you. And we must, until Jesus come, remember that we are here with a purpose, with the plan of God these last days to help the Father do what he needs to have done to reap the harvest in these last days. God bless you. We love you. And go in the joy of the Lord. Amen.